The following program is sponsored by Marty McClendon. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. Well, good morning, good morning, and good morning. It is the 7th of May all across Washington, all across this great nation, of course. And before I get started on this show called In My Opinion, and of course, I'm your host, Marty McClendon. Uh, We are on the National Day of Prayer weekend as we honor all across the ACN network. But I want to shout out to my mom, my mom, Marcella McClendon. In case she ever listens to this show, today is her birthday. She is 79 years old today. So happy birthday, mom. I love you. Um, And uh, obviously going on to the show for all those out there with the moms tomorrow, Sunday is Mother's Day. So my mom's birthday is uh, today. Oftentimes it falls on Mother's Day. But this year it falls the day before. So this today is my mom's birthday and tomorrow is Mother's Day. So all the mothers out there, happy early Mother's Day to you. As I said at the beginning, this is In My Opinion. I'm your host, Marty McClendon, heard all across the ACN network, um, central and eastern Washington, parts of Idaho as well. So I appreciate you tuning in. As always, you can reach out to the show at morningshowmarty at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook as well, make comments. And you can listen to the rebroadcast of this show on a podcast of your choice, whether on your smart speaker or on your iTunes, iHeartRadio, Anchor Podcast, uh, and so on and so on. That's where you can find them. And we have several on specific subjects, different topics around the year, um, enjoy those. People seem to like the replays as well. So today's show, as always, we start off with the Word of God. And of course, because it is um, National Day of Prayer weekend, as we honor it as well, I'm going to go on Second Chronicles 7.14, uh, the one that we all know as Christians. We repeat this um, at the national level at any prayer rally. This is one that often comes to mind because God gives us a promise. It says, if my people who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray, and this is the Amplified, and seek, crave, require as a necessity my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. I think a lot of us oftentimes repeat that and say, okay, it's everybody else around us. But really it comes down to we are called by his name because we've been adopted into the family when we accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior. We are now adopted as sons and daughters of the Almighty God through grace and faith. And then since we're called by his name, when we humble ourselves and pray and we seek God's face as a necessity, we crave it, And we turn away from our wicked ways. Yes, the world around us is wicked. There is evil every day being trumpeted, being celebrated, being forced down the throats of all those around us. But he called us, the people called by his name. He says, then when we uh, submit ourselves and pray, when we humble ourselves, when we turn from our wicked ways, which we have them as well, and then he hears us from heaven. He forgives our sin but heals our land, which is a blessing to the entire population, not just in Washington State, but the nation and the world. And we know that, so 
we are called not only in Scripture to take ground, to hold ground, to occupy until He returns. This Scripture verse that we often repeat and pray at any prayer service really calls us, convicts us again, to turn from our wicked ways, to turn from that love of the world, love of flesh, love of these, this personal thing, and die to self again. And so this is a conviction to me as well, but we're starting off the show today, but there's, there's a lot of things to talk about. But as we focus, that's where we should start, that we that are called by his name, if we humble ourselves and pray and turn from our wicked ways, he will hear us, he will bless us, obviously, he will uh, forgive us of our sin, and he will heal this land. This land, um, my friends, is in desperate need of healing, don't you think? Uh, our politics, our churches, our families, our the culture, uh, it's a mess right now. And speaking of a mess, uh, since we are heard in Spokane as well, there is a rampant, uh, a rash of drive-by shootings. Not only that, crime is up uh, dramatically, almost 100% since last year even, since 2021. So the statistics that came out in a recent article says that there's been 53 shootings so far in 2022, 26 of which have been classified as drive-by shootings. For reference, during 2021, the total year, the whole year, there was 45 total shootings, so about um, nine or so less shootings total for the whole year versus now just through April, four months. 12 of those 45, though, were classified as drive-by shootings, so we went from 12 to 26. 12 for a whole year, basically one a month, which is still way too many, in my opinion, um, to 26 in less than four months. So three a month. Think about that. Well, actually, no, my math is wrong. Sorry about that. Eight or nine a month. So you went from one a month to eight or nine a month in, a, in less than uh, in the next year. And so we had six over a 24-hour period in Spokane. And this is not unique to Spokane, but the fact that we're talking about in Spokane, the city leaders are now calling for answers, ways to crack down on crime. There are a lot of factors that have gone into this. So I want to I just bring you all back a little bit. This is 2022. Four years ago in 2018, it started way before that. But four years ago in 2018, I ran for state senate over in Gig Harbor. It doesn't affect anybody in central and eastern Washington, but it does. I'm, I'm telling you the story because that was the year that a lot of your major incumbent Republicans, like Joe Fain and a Mark Melosha, myself, I lost a race by 104 uh, votes. And every one of those races that were uh, taken over by the Democrat majority were radical leftists. Um, three of them were Planned Parenthood workers. Uh, two were um, openly uh, LGBT uh, lesbians, I'll just say it that, um, that there was a movement. So like six of the Senate seats, like um, several of the House seats were taken over by these woke, radical leftists in the House and the Senate in 2018. There's a lot of questions around that with the as they're coming out now with election fraud, with the found votes, with um, b- um, ballot harvesting and so forth. Even Glenn Morgan's done some great stories on it. The reason I say that, though, is just two years later, right before the quote-unquote pandemic, uh, where Inslee used his emergency powers, okay, 2018 is when this came into effect. 2018 was also when there was this referendum from the Senate and the House uh, after, the, after they got in session, that first session, to give the governor more emergency powers. 
And Doug and I came on the radio on my other show talking about this is bad. This is going to give him unchecked powers to do whatever. And we were told that we were being fear mongers. We were told that it was crazy. We are told that it's only in the event of an earthquake or the Mount St. Helens blows again or Mount Rainier, God forbid, that blows its top and we need emergency powers expanded. Well, okay, so you have this, this framework, radical leftist focus, increased emergency powers for Inslee coming into 2018 and 2019. 2020, we had the race riots across Seattle with Chop and Chaz. You had a, in the major leftist Democrat cities, Portland for months and months and months, where there um, destruction, uh, firebomb, people taking over uh, areas and so forth. And they're being called peaceful protests, right? And then we have the massive lockdown, which led to the way of, oh, emergency power, COVID's bad, and so forth. This is all connected. During that cover of COVID, during that cover of, of the race riots, the um, Jesse Johnson, a state rep in the 30th district, which in the district where Mark Melosha lost that year in 2018, and was replaced by the radical leftists there, including Claire Casco, I think her name is, for Senate, um, one of those radical leftist feminist uh, Planned Parenthood workers. Anyway, they ran this bill on police reform, which in many cases told police that if they responded and used force in any manner, um, they could be decertified, maybe no longer be cops and be held personally liable. Part of the bills was they couldn't pursue. So what you saw was what we already had was high crime, because we had local prosecutors not prosecuting crime. They wouldn't, and when they got arrested, they would just turn around and release them, but they wouldn't prosecute it. And so, and then we were told in Seattle and other areas that, oh, if the crime or the theft is less than $200, they won't be prosecuted. So, which means everybody knew they could carry more. And then the Supreme Court decision around the same time that, that basically legalized drug possession. They didn't know if the drugs was theirs or not because of the, oh, it wasn't my pants um, testimony. All that going into play where you have a defunding of the police movement because of all the Chaz Chop um, things. The change in legislation tying the hands further of police officers. You have the um, the woke, uh, the prosecuting attorneys that wouldn't prosecute crime. And then you uh, on the national scale, you have this open borders, sanctuary state policy. Phil Ferguson and Inslee declared as a sanctuary state. You have an open border for the Biden administration now where you have rampant crime, drugs at a record level, uh, sex trafficking, human trafficking, and massive, literally record amounts of fentanyl coming across our southern border that's being created in China but delivered through these cartels, which means brings the crime element into Washington. So fast forward uh, next year as we're loosening restrictions coming into another election cycle. Hold on now. I've got a lot more to talk about this. And you have these rampant drive-by shootings. So you have cops that can't enforce it. They have limited, limited um, resources. They have a limited um, police department. A lot of them have quit or retired or been fired based on these mandates and these, these efforts. And then you have the, 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 the demoralization of the cops as well because they won't prosecute crime. Then you have the legislation that they were trying to, quote, unquote, fix. I don't know if they were actually trying to fix it or not, but the idea here was when you tell a police officer that if they do their job and they do the job the right way, they can still be prosecuted for doing it that way, then they won't do it. And so you have all those things in line. So it should be no surprise 
that our streets, our neighborhoods, and our cities are less safe. It should be no surprise that these drive-by shootings are happening more because there's a greater crime element in place. Now, you would say, well, okay, these are incompetent people, which I would agree with you. And yet, when all of the mistakes at the legislative level, the state, the county, the city, at the national level, all go in the same direction, their mistakes all favor one set of the criminals, uh, it makes you go, okay, well, then that's not a mistake. That's not incompetent. That's intentional. So why would the leftist wokeist intentionally make our neighborhoods and our cities less safe, more dangerous, while they themselves have higher security, they live in gated communities, and so forth. It's because when you feel less safe, you're more likely to trade your safety, your security, and you give up your freedoms. Yes, government, give me more protection. We need more control. We need more taxes or whatever to keep us safe. When we were safer before, when we allowed police officers to do their job, when we funded them, when we supported them, when we were free to, to live our lives and, to, and so on. So I would say on the grand scale, this is intentional. On the individual scale, each individual person, each pieces of these things add together to make us less safe. The government is supposed to do very limited things. Uh, keep trade, you know, and business, you know, on a fair um, playing field. Keep us safe from foreign and domestic um, attacks, basically safety. Part of that community safety is what local government is supposed to do, allow the, that we can go on to school, go to work, without worrying about our cars being stolen, our kids being attacked, uh, having physical harm. Those are basic minimums of government, uh, making sure that we have infrastructure in some place. Everything else, though, really is... Uh, the free market should be. And yet government's got their hands in everything they shouldn't, and they do a really bad job of the things they should be doing. And so that's obviously why elections are so important. You'll hear me uh, on this, on the pulpit, on the, um, the stump all the time, talking about how important elections are. But you see, I'm just saying, an election in 2018 in Washington State precipitately accelerated um, this in Washington State. Four years later, we're feeling the effects of what happened in 2018 election and the outcome of what they did in 2019 and 2020 that's exacerbated by those in power, the political left, the Jay Inslee, Bob Ferguson, the, um, the uh, um, Democrat majority in the uh, House and the Senate over the last four years. This is the result. Yes, we see Seattle's example. We see Detroit as an example. We see any major city that's been under uh, 100% Democrat majority. Now, I'm not, it's, it's just the facts. So bear with me. Yes, I'm Republican, but this is the facts. If you look at the crime rates, we are exponentially higher in the state than we were last year and the year before and the year before. It's going up, and it's directly attributable to the actions taken at the city council level, county council level, and the state legislature level uh, in this state by these politicians that do not have your best interest in mind. And it's time to let them know that they aren't in charge, that you are the people. And that's why voting uh, in the primary and in the general is so doggone important. So uh, just once again, 2022, this is just Spokane. This is not station, station one. There's been 53 shootings out of those 26 drive-by so far 
just this year alone. And so, yes, local jurisdictions have to get involved to uh, allow police to do the work, to crack down, to actually prosecute crime when it happens. we got to prosecute small crime so big crime doesn't happen. But we also have to replace those in the state legislature so that they can untie the hands of local jurisdictions to do so. And, of course, the whole um, sanctuary state, that's another issue that has to be reversed because when you allow crime of any kind, it rewards and encourages other crimes to be committed. So that's the start of that. But remember, Jesse Johnson, it's a uh, state rep out of the out of the Federal Way area in the 30th, started this thing, but he was not just him. It, the whole part, it was voted like almost unanimously along party lines. Keep that, that was uh, bill number 1310. The second story I want to bring to your attention, it's Washington State related as well. Governor Inslee, who's on his third term, third term governor. He's only the second in state history um, that has done that. It's just amazing to me that this guy actually got reelected. And we don't, of course, we would question whether he actually did or not, but he is still our governor. He's never released emergency powers. Bob Ferguson, who clearly has been openly wants to be governor when Jay Inslee's not there, um, has been uh, ruthlessly going after Tim Iman and others. Uh, from a personal vendetta, if you will, he's a uh, just a, as about as leftist and wokeist as you can be. And we, I think he'd actually be worse than Inslee, which is really hard to be hard to do, if, in my opinion. That said, wethegovern.com, our good friend Glenn Morgan, he has a, um, a website and a basically a, a independent news source where he investigates uh, corruption and fraud and different stories in Washington State. It's really good. Check it out, wethegovern.com. He's got a video on YouTube now as well that apparently the Department of Corrections, uh, the workers exposed this through a whistleblower action where they had records that in 2020, um, the Department of Corrections were um, using and doing medical experiments on inmates without their permission, without public knowledge. It's all in the records. And apparently uh, Ferguson and Inslee knew about this and uh, suppressed the records. They didn't want to get it out into public. This is right before Inslee did the whole lockdown mandates and, and was basically making everybody feel like, oh, hey, if you don't do this, you're endangering your neighbor and so forth. And this would look bad. So collusion, really, collusion between Inslee and Ferguson, it appears on these records. You can read it. Go to wedegovern.com. He's laid out all the documents that were released to the Department of Corrections about these uh, these medical experiments on prisoners, uh, on these inmates, uh, that Jay Inslee and Bob Ferguson chose, made the decision to suppress this and keep it from the public eye during that time, which seems to be what those on the those in political power that are corrupt in nature, that have a ulterior motive, motive hide what they're doing. We see this at the national level as well. So. I just want to uh, pique your interest, but go check out wethegovern.com. That's wethegovern.com. And look at this article about Jay Inslee and Bob Ferguson and the Department of Corrections. It's sad, but that's all in this. When you, we get so distracted by the news here and there, this is what's going on in our backyard. Once again, why these elections in 2022 are the most important in my lifetime and probably in your lifetime as well. And it, Depending on how they go, 2024 will be even more important, in my opinion. But we have to start now. Just like I just said, in 2018, 
or the left laid the groundwork for all how bad it's gotten four years later. So what we do in 2022 will lay the groundwork for the good things we uh, in, we experience in 2024, 2026, and down the line if we vote correctly. Now, what I mean by that is good constitution-based conservative Christian candidates that honor God, honor you, that will follow the constitution, that, that believe in a limited government and individual responsibility. It's very, very important in understanding that we have to do what we're called to do. The biggest story across the nation, if you're a conservative and Christian, is this Supreme Court leak. Roe v. Wade. Remember, uh, last week it came out that someone in the Supreme Court staff, a staffer, an advocate, whatever, may, released the majority opinion of Judge Alito uh, saying that they should overturn, basically this is a case, and send back, overturn Roe v. Wade and send back the decision to the states. In the, in the opinion that was released, Alito says, this has never been uh, the ruling of the court. It should never have been here. This is a right of the state and should be decided at the state, uh, which is the way it's always been. So basically, that's what it is. But in the history of the Supreme Court, none ever has ever been a, a decision or opinion has never been released or leaked to the press before they actually voted on it. Yeah, it comes up in June or July of this year before it's released out there. So it's not done. They haven't voted yet. So it's never happened before. And the question has to be, why was it done this time? Why in this, in, in this day and age, when it's never done before, it's the same reason that during the President Trump's, uh, that everything was leaked from his administration. Prior to that, you had here and there, it was historic, but it was it was like he was um, operating in a sieve where everything was leaked. Here, the Supreme Court, this protected institution, was leaked for a reason. Yes, conservatives and Christians were like, yay, great, it's going to be overturned. What this does is set the stage for another summer of riots. This was to set that and change the narrative. Right now, we have record levels of inflation. We've got troubles on the uh, in Ukraine. We have troubles uh, from the, still from Afghanistan pulling out. We still have troubles on the southern border that ramp it. We have supply chain issues. We have orchestrated efforts to raise the price of gasoline and price of food. And we're being told day by day by day that we're going to have food shortages. This is all fear and intimidation uh, and, and gaslighting and so forth. In light of that, they want to change the narrative so they can energize their base on about abortion. So now you have all these radical leftists that want to kill babies, that their whole thing is abortion. Like I said, remember, 18, um, many of those got elected in Washington State were Planned Parenthood workers, radical abortionists, leftists, lesbian, uh, you know, openly gay, if you will. Um, this was their agenda. And many of them actually were open about it, saying that they want to advance the LGBTQ agenda in Washington. Take this on a national scale now, and they're going to mobilize that troop for this election. This is about political power, about mobilizing their base, and demoralizing. This is about fear and intimidation for those Supreme Court justices that were going to vote one way, that may have second thoughts now as the nation prepares or these radical uh, wokeists, whether it be BLM like last time or something else now, to change the thought. Don't get distracted. 
This is uh, the, the nation has been for the last five years more pro-life than pro-choice. When Roe v. Wade was put into place, there was no ultrasound. There was no way to know. There was now we know the science, the actual science is backing life. Children under the age of 24 are more pro-life, not religiously, but because they see with their own eyes that this is a human. Roe v. Wade must be overturned, and here's our opportunity. This is the generation of the pro-life. And then there will be states. Don't listen to the narrative that, this, that oh, you won't be able to. No, Washington will still be a state for now. New York, uh, all the liberal states run by liberal, I mean, I'm, I'm to take the Willard level, leftist-run um, states are openly saying, come here and have your abortion here. We'll make it easy for you here. Chicago mayor said, come here. Uh, you know, Inslee and Ferguson will say it. So red states, though, can say no. Uh, we're going to protect baby and mama in our state, and we're going to have, once you have a heartbeat, once you have ear, different constraints, they are allowed to make the decision that their people want. And then people can move to the states to support their values. That's the way it's supposed to be. So, yes, you'll have about 35 states, they, they predict, that will not allow abortion. And you'll have about 25 states that will. And so it will be red states versus blue states. But that's one of those things where at least it will allow uh, women and men and, and children to have a discussion to talk about prevention, talk about um, what other options, adoption, and so forth, without going through this, without making it a fast track to, to killing 60 million babies since Roe v. Wade in America. That, that's just right there. And that is the wickedness that's in the soil that we need to repent from uh, for allowing this to happen. So what I'm saying this is all is this leak need to be investigated and whoever it is needs to be fired and prosecuted because it's it's intentional in nature but don't get distracted by this back and forth this is really about uh, distracting us from the issue at hand that we have a radical leftist administration whether biden is or not whoever's running the show here that has made us weaker made us weaker on the foreign stage made us weaker in america with a radical open border with more drug trafficking, more um, crime across the border, with more uh, gang violence, with more terrorist activity they've caught, weakening our border agents, uh, weakening our economic policy, their policy decisions on on, um, our, on fuel, on energy, uh, has made us weaker, made us dependent on countries that hate us, Russia and China and Iran, all those things. When, we, when the representatives and those that serve in the military swear an oath on the Constitution to uphold the Constitution and the country against all enemies, foreign and domestic, I and mean, you see that those in the highest authority clearly flaunting that, actually doing the opposite of that, where they actually become the enemies of the state, enemies of us. Um, we've got a... a a peaceful way of clawing this back first is showing up um, second is making our voice heard but getting registered overwhelming the ballot box by electing people that will hold our values and then staying close attention because anybody anybody even well-intentioned good people left unchecked unwatched the temptation and the influence of Washington, D.C., Olympia, 
can be too much. So even great people, you want to hold them accountable. You want to encourage them. You want to pray for them. You want to be with them. But you want to watch them. Keep close eyes, but they work for us. They are our representatives. And so I want to say this, and I'll end the show a couple of things. There's a movie out there called 2000 Mules. It came out at the, right before this happened that exposed the election fraud of 2020 with facts. And all of a sudden, no one's talking about it because they're talking about this leak. So there has many facets why this happened and why it's not being really investigated, but it should be. And I'll say this. We're starting to see the, the political left on these talking heads, news stations, you know, uh, CNBC, um, CNN, uh, MSNBC, and so forth, now calling for violence. They're calling for aggression. They're calling for what? That the same thing they did in 2020. They don't, it's like the enemy, the devil, the enemy of your soul doesn't have new tricks. The old ones always work, whether it be um, political, I mean, lust, power, money, influence, whatever it may be. Same thing with the political left. Since the rise in 2020 allowed them to pull the wool over our eyes and, and input these lockdowns and change the election laws at the last moment, watch out for riots in 2022 hoping to do the same thing on the left. So be wise, don't give in to it, pray, but get engaged. And that's all for this week. Thank you all. Take care and God bless and God bless America. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing.